Yeah, that was a great worship set, guys. I, that finally found where I belong. I really like that song. It's going to be stuck in my head all day, so. <laughs> but anyway, guys, it's just great to see you all and be up here again. Uh, I spoke once last year. It's been about a year, and I'm just thankful that I'm able to come back up, and I'm thankful for Pastor Nino willing to let me come back up here after that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so not all of you may know me yet. My name's Caleb, and I work at H2O Campus Church as a full-time staff member. So um, this is my first official year doing that, and yep. But you might have noticed my shirt. If you guys watch basketball, you might see it's a spur. <laughs> so I'm actually from San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> yeah, my Texans. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I grew up in San Antonio a bit, and I visited a lot. That's where all of my family lives. So I think of myself as a Texan. So you might be asking, how did I end up in Michigan? Well, (laughs) when I graduated from college, I moved up to Michigan four years ago for my job. And uh, I didn't really want to do it, but, you know, you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. But honestly, I'm thankful to be here in Michigan now because, yeah, I just love working here, and I love hanging out with all you guys, so. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start to move on to my message today. So my message today is going to go off of what Pastor Nino was talking about last week a little bit. And uh, so does anyone remember the story, the Bible story we talked about last week? And you can just shout it out if you remember. Philip, yes, you remember. Yes, someone's paying attention. Good. (laughs) so today so at the end of the story you might remember that uh philip he got baptized or sorry philip baptized the ethiopian eunuch (laughs) and uh yeah today i just kind of wanted to dive deeper into what baptism means and why it's important for the church today so you can cue the title card i made oh yeah (laughs) What's up with that water? I don't get it, man. So, yeah, I, growing up in the church and even going to Chi Alpha, a lot of people ask me, like, like, what's the point of, like, being baptized? They just didn't understand it. And some people didn't want to get baptized because they didn't really understand what it meant, really. And uh, I know a lot of you, most of you, have probably been baptized already, but Still pay attention because there's going to be applications for you too. (laughs) So today I'm going to read through the book of Romans. So if you want to turn with there with me, I'm going to go to Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. And that's what we're going to read. So yeah, I'm just going to preface this with saying this passage is pretty theological. So it might be a little boring, but I'm going to throw in some real world examples and stories in between to keep you guys engaged. And keep it a little bit more practical. So with that being said, I'm going to start things off with a prayer here. Dear Jesus, I thank you for the awesome worship service we had. And yeah, just thank you for your presence here today. I pray as I speak these words that uh, you would touch everyone's heart, that we would remember something to walk away with and just Remember something, how we can become closer with you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 
right, so we got that scripture up there. Perfect. I'm just going to go ahead and start reading real quick. So, <clears throat> chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. All right, I'm going to pause there for a second and just talk about this. So I got a question for y'all. When you were growing up, have, have you guys ever been in trouble before? <laughs> Funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was more of a quiet kid, but honestly, even I got in trouble a pretty decent amount. So, <laughs> yeah, you just do things you're not supposed to when you're like eight years old. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so you've been in trouble and maybe instead of coming clean to your parents or like your teachers or your authorities, you realize that, hey, if nobody finds out, I'm going to get away with it. So you keep it a secret. <laughs> Honestly, I probably got away with a lot of stuff when I was a kid, but, <laughs> but uh, that's not the point I'm making here. <laughs> so I was thinking of a one story back when I was like, eight years old. No, I was like 10, actually. When I was like 10 years old, and um, yeah, I broke a small eagle statue sitting above my parents' fireplace. I was just playing with it, because uh, I was like, dang, um, you know, when you're 10, and eagles are cool, and you just play with eagles. <laughs> but you can go ahead and go to the next slide, I think. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so this is a pretty fun picture. I thought I'd just bring it up. So this is me right here on the right. You probably recognize me. I didn't learn how to match my clothes yet. But uh, that's Aaron, my oldest brother. And then Levi, my little brother. And then Zachary, he's my other older brother. So Zachary's number two, I guess. But uh, <laughs> that's just to give you some visual, visual representation. I was around 11 or 12 at that time. But yeah, anyway, you can go to the next slide. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So the eagle statue kind of looked like this. I know it's a little blurry, but I picked the one because it looks similar. But uh, yeah, I was not really being hard on it. I was just kind of, I was like feeling the wings. I'm like, dang, this is cool. And then I accidentally like, I like tipped it over on accident. It was like, it was like nothing. Imagine it was on a table and just fell over and that's it. And then the wing just broke off. I'm like, dang, what did I do? <laughs> and I just, I didn't know what to do. I just left it there. I was afraid and scared. I'm like, dang. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> so I think a day or two later, my parents were like, hey, who broke this? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't say anything because I'm scared, right? And then, so what you can, okay, so my, what you got to know about my little brother, Levi? Levi, like, he was kind of a troublemaker. He got in trouble a lot. So when they were asking questions and no one fessed up, they blamed, they blamed Levi. <laughs> and, man, I felt terrible, but I still didn't say anything. <laughs> and, anyway, like, I, I never actually told anyone about this. So <laughs> So, here we are 16 years later, and... Uh, 
Yeah, sorry about that, Levi. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think you really got a harsh punishment, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. When you're 10, you do stupid stuff. But <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say I didn't really continue that sort of behavior later on. But, uh, but I'm trying to make a point with this here. Like, even though I wasn't blamed for breaking the statue, someone else got blamed for it and was put in my place for the punishment. <laughs> and I'm not proud of that, but anyway. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, someone's going to have to take the punishment for what you've done. <clears throat> so bringing this back to Jesus, I thought, you know, like, if you're living with sin and you keep sinning, you shouldn't keep sinning because, like, you think you're getting away with it. Because whatever you're doing, you're putting more burden and more stress on, like, Jesus, the person who loves you and sacrificed himself for you. <clears throat> so, and to intentionally treat a loving creator like that is not loving to him at all. So I'm going to move on here. I'll be honest, it's, it's really hard to stop sinning when you're caught in a bad habit and you can't seem to break it. Uh, I've tried to break it on my own strength, and I'll just say it didn't really work. <laughs> I struggled with the same sin for years, and it wasn't really until I gave it to God that I started to get healing. But anyway, this scripture, like this is why the scripture is kind of emphasizing baptism so much. Because what water baptism represents is way more than like a public representation of your faith. It's an act of obedience that God commands us to do. And it's literally dying to your own old self and being reborn to walk in the newness of a life in Christ. Now, I'm not saying like your heartbeat stops or something weird happens like that. <laughs> I'm talking about a spiritual death here. But... Uh, yeah, we're committing the new, fresh, or clean life to God and choosing to live for him fully unlike before. When we choose to follow Christ, we can give him our struggles, and he can begin to change us. He takes away our sinful desires that we don't want and fills us with his joy and his peace. Wow. So I'm going to keep reading here if you go to the next slide. There we go. <clears throat> For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, and that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. <clears throat> so yeah, these verses, they kind of just kind of amplify what verse 4 was saying earlier. But I wanted to focus in on a phrase here in verse 7. It says, because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. <clears throat> now, we talked about earlier how baptism is kind of like dying to your old self and being reborn to walk in the newness of Christ. So when you become like a clean person, what happens if you like slip up once and you sin on accident? Are you dirty again? Do you need to get baptized again? How often should we get baptized? Uh... But to bring some clarity, I wanted to say that verse 7 talks about being set free from sin. It doesn't mean that you'll never sin again in your life. It means that, uh, I, mean, I've, I mean, I was baptized eight years ago, and I've definitely made some mistakes since then. 
So, so what does the verse mean? It means that we're free from the shackles and the power of sin. So if you made a mistake but seeked out God for forgiveness and continually lived life that way, and you're probably good. You probably don't need to be baptized <laughs> again. But, uh, but if you got baptized when you were six years old, you don't really remember why you decided to get baptized. And you've been living in the shackles of sin the past several years of your life. There could be power in the baptism, perhaps doing it again. That's what I did. I'm jumping ahead, but that's kind of my, my own personal testimony. But, uh, yeah, so I encourage you to take this bold step and take off the shackles of sin once again. Miracles happen when we decide to give God our whole selves, and it encourages other people in the body and unifies the body as well. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's go to the next verse here. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. <clears throat> So the writer of this letter, his name's Paul, he's talking about living with Christ with an uninterrupted life of grace here on earth and glory in heaven after that. He started talking about baptism. Now he's more talking about like salvation and living in the fullness of God. It's, it's as if like those two things are closely knit together. <clears throat> All right, let's take a step back for a second and think about some real world examples. This one's... This one's kind of nerdy, but it's, it's what I came up with. So you can go to the next slide. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, these are, so I took a data structures class in college. Who knows what this one on the right is? What is that called? Okay, that one's a, that one's a Q. <laughs> what about this one? Yes, who said that? Linked list. Yes, good job, baby. You get points. <laughs> this one's easy. Who knows that one up there? Binary tree, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bear with me. <laughs> All right, now just imagine uh, I was a computer engineering student once. In fact, I was. Anyway. <laughs> But imagine I had this important test coming up for my data structures course. Uh, yeah, go to the next slide, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a guy trying to take his test. <laughs> I don't know why I put that. So that was funny. But all right, let's say let's say I w went through the class and I learned all the curriculum. I took good notes and yeah, I knew every, I knew all the material. I did good. And let's just say I decided to not show up to the final because I thought I already knew everything, and I thought it was a waste of time and effort. What's the point of taking a test if I already know everything? That's a silly thought, no one would ever do that. But, <laughs> but to no one's surprise, I failed the course, and now employers don't want to hire me because I didn't finish the required course to get my degree. <clears throat> Even though you might know all the material, you didn't really prove it to anyone. So nobody has a reason to believe anything you say. Maybe you start to doubt yourself later on whether you would be able to pass the exam. And so self-doubt's starting to come in. And then, yeah, like I said, I don't think anyone would be caught up in that, but I'm just using a, an example. But <clears throat> what I'm saying here is like kind of we shouldn't really ignore our exams 
Like, that's almost, like, like ignoring an important exam is like ignoring a baptism, you know? It's like, we shouldn't ignore something that important. It's crazy to ignore. It's a moment in time you can look back on your life and remember the faith you had when you are starting to doubt yourself later on. It allows for your brothers and sisters to support you and lift you up because you made a bold statement in front of them. As the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8 says, what can stand in my way of being baptized? Maybe you're afraid of what others think of you when you're standing up there. Why is he getting baptized? Isn't he a leader? What is this person hiding? But those are thoughts like from the devil. And of course, he's giving you those thoughts because he doesn't want you to do it. (laughs) He knows the significance of it and how it has the power to change your life. It's like a necessary step and not taking it. It almost looks like you're you're avoiding it or you're maybe running away from God. Uh, Why am I saying this? I'm sure most of you have been baptized already and agree with most of what I'm saying. But yeah, maybe it gives you a new drive and importance on reaching out to others and baptizing them. In the Great Commission, it actually says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And yeah, like we go do evangelism a lot, but how often do we ask people if they want to be baptized? I mean, that's part of the commission, right? But personally, what I've seen is that it's amazing to see how people's lives completely turn around as they decide to give everything to God and get baptized. So ask the people you're reaching out to if they want to receive Christ and get baptized themselves. All right, let's go on. Thanks. Great job with the slides, Debbie. (laughs) You're on point. All right, verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you may obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. (laughs) So you probably get the point by now. Baptism is all about dying to sin and living for God. And it helps us to conquer sin. It's a refusal to let sin reign in your life. And as we do that, we're able to offer ourselves fully to God. So I wanted to share with you guys the story of when I got, I decided to get baptized my freshman year of college. And yeah, I didn't really know it at the time, but it made a huge impact on my life personally. So, so yeah, uh, if you go to the next slide, sorry, I couldn't find a great picture. <laughs> like for the timeline, but this is a picture of me. I was 18. This was right after my freshman year of college. And about a year after I got baptized. So, yeah, you like that? So to that, that day, I went to like a formal dance night, actually. There was, there was a girl I was interested in, and I went, to, but she didn't even show up. It was, it was kind of funny. I ended up dancing with like five other girls, but anyway. <laughs> I promise I'm not a player. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I like this picture because you can see my glowing smile. Like, you know, even though it was like, you know, uh, kind of a fun time, like, I was really nervous to do stuff like this. Just go into a situation where I don't really know anyone and like ask random girls to dance with me. Like, that's really, man, for a shy guy like me, that's really hard, man. So, <laughs> but I did it and that was me. So I was kind of glowing a little bit. But anyway. Uh, sorry, I got distracted, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I was 18 at the time. That was about eight years ago, so I'm 26. And, yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about before that picture. So probably about a year before that, I was just going into college. And I was just getting involved with Chi Alpha at my university in Oklahoma. I had recently come out of a spiritual slump from high school. I was just lazy. I didn't really want to go to church. But um, I'd recently come out of that, and I was hungry for God. I was ready to give him my all. Like I said, I was really shy and quiet. And I wanted to push myself to grow more bold and firm in my faith. I was still very scared to talk about my faith with others publicly. And even though I wanted to do it, I often chickened out. And let opportunities to talk about Jesus kind of slip me by. So a couple months into the year go by, and our Chi Alpha group is asking students if they want to get baptized in water. So I knew I had already gotten baptized before when I was like eight. But to be honest, I was thinking back. I'm like, well, I don't really remember it, why I did it, or I was too young to really remember anything. So my core group leader, his name was Jacob. He Jacob encouraged me to get baptized again. And after some thought and prayer, I decided, hey, this, I'm going to do it. So I was scared of what people would think, but I decided to listen to God's voice and go through it anyway. And the experience was, like, amazing. I felt like my faith had skyrocketed after that. After that, I was, like, way more intentional about reaching my classmates and inviting them to my core group. After, and after only a few months of being baptized in water, I went to our salt conference in Texas. Yeah, Texas. And then I went to our salt conference and baptized, and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit there. And then the following summer, I was seeking God for more. And he even showed me, like, hey, you're going to become a missionary. And I'm like, dang, really? I wasn't wanting to hear that. <laughs> but honestly, even right after that, he showed me the love I have for reaching international students for Christ. And he gave me a lot of international friends in my Bible study. And it was just a great time. And all that happened in less than one year after I got baptized in water. Freshman Caleb could hardly believe it, but here we are now. I never really thought I would be here. <laughs> but that's what happens when you trust in God and let him direct your paths. It's a lot crazier than you would think. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just going to ask the band to come up. Uh, I got a couple things I want to say and then hand it off to Pastor Nino after that. But honestly, I'm just really happy to say that, like, these days, like today, uh, I'm not really that afraid of sharing my faith in, in Christ with others. In fact, I actually love doing it now. <laughs> I love going out to people and just talking to them. Like, I'm not afraid of talking to people. Hey, I go to a church. Hey, I work at a church. Hey, I love Jesus. Do you love Jesus? <laughs> Questions like that. I love to hear people's answers. 
And I got to say, personally, that after seeing people come to Christ and talking about his word, that being able to share the good news of Jesus is one of the best and most fun things we can do. So, yeah, I just encourage you today. Um, I know uh, it probably applies to some people more than others, but as you're meditating on this word I gave today and the scriptures that you would hear God, then maybe there's something in your life that maybe can be removed that you can give to him and become more clean and pure. Maybe you're hearing me talk about uh, like uh, baptism and it just struck your heart. So, yeah, I just want to say all that. And uh, I think I'm going to give it to Pastor Nino for the response time. So.